Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Bethany Steinmans about her Escape Collection wedding at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose the package and how she planned everything, and of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Bethany. Hi, how's it going? Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided you wanted to get married at Disney World. Well, we kind of started talking about getting married and we started talking about having a traditional kind of wedding at home and that just started to sound way too tedious. It didn't even sound like a good time. So we started looking into other options and I'd always kind of been interested in getting married at Disney. I know that they have Disney weddings there. And also, you know, the only thing better would have been if we could have gotten married at Hogwarts Castle. But since they don't let you do that, we went with the obvious choice, which was getting married at Disney. And the escape package was really attractive to us because when we started imagining this really big wedding with lots of people, it just didn't really sound like us. So, it you know, the, the escape package just kind of seemed like the thing for us to do. Got it. And how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? I think that people closest to us weren't really surprised. We don't do a whole lot of things traditionally. So they were kind of surprised, oh, you guys are actually getting married because we've been together for seven years now. And they were like, Oh, surprised that we were actually going to go ahead and do it. But since we don't do a lot of things traditionally, they were not completely surprised. I think most people were kind of excited because they were going to make a vacation out of it themselves, I think. And a lot of people just, you know, want an excuse to be at Disney. <laughs> That's good. That's a lot better reaction than sometimes you hear about. <laughs> <laughs> how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited the full 18, and we kind of had some alternates that we knew might want to come if some of the other people couldn't make it. So we sort of started with immediate family, and we had a couple really close friends that we invited. Most of those people ended up being able to make the trip. I think we only had one of our close friends decided they weren't able to make it for the actual ceremony. And we kind of had some other people that were maybe tagging along with someone else who was already coming that ended up just filling in. So we really easily had the full 18. We probably could have had more people even if we had wanted to go with the larger package option. Got it. Now, how did you choose your ceremony venue for the escape package? We already knew that we wanted to do an in-park venue, and the only one that's available with the escape package is Canada Terrace. But if we had had our pick of 
all the different ones that are available in, in the parks, we probably would have gone with Kingdom Terrace anyway. It sort of went with our overall like loose adventure theme. Um, we had some up elements and also some elements from Doctor Who. I don't know if everybody that came completely understood the adventure theme, but but we liked it, so it was okay. <laughs> Now tell me a bit about how you planned from far away. Well, let's see. How far away were you guys? <laughs> we're only in Ohio, so we're not terribly far away. Most of it was it was pretty easy. It was all pretty much over emails and I'm a nurse, so I kind of have this schedule that changes day to day, but I have days during the week that I'm off. So it was really pretty easy for me to get a hold of our planner through email. And I think, I don't think I actually talked to her on the phone until the very last phone call where we go over everything at the end. And she makes sure that we know exactly where we need to be and meet people. And that was the first time I had actually spoken to her over the phone. But with the escape package, I think... That's really not a problem because there are only so many things that you're choosing. You can add things, of course, and if you have, you know, transportation things or whatever to work out with your planner, you can certainly get a hold of them more, but it, it really isn't difficult to just speak over email. When you're going through and picking things for the escape package, it's practically just check boxes anyway. So it was pretty easy, actually, which was nice. Right. Got it. So which options in the package did you choose? I made all the personal floral out of origami paper flowers. So we didn't end up using any of the bouquets that they had. So we switched that out for two corsages. We went with the mango double calla lily corsages and gave those to the two grandmas that attended. And then along with that, we were also able to get red rose petals scattered down the aisle. We picked the Petit Nouveau cake, the white one with the black swirls on it, and we chose red sugar flowers. We ended up upgrading the cake mousse to the peanut butter cup mousse to go with chocolate cake because we just had to have that peanut butter cup mousse. It's really good. It was only a dollar plus plus per person to upgrade, so it really wasn't a big deal to add that. All the escape weddings in the parks start at 9 a.m. So nobody who was coming really seemed interested in having the champagne in the morning. Mm -hmm. So we ended up choosing to just go with the sparkling cider. I think since we went with that, we actually got four bottles as opposed to the two if we had gone with the champagne. So that worked out really well. And it tasted fine. I think a couple people that came that didn't know that we hadn't gone with champagne, weren't even sure that it wasn't champagne. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know if that was a plus for them or not, but um, we thought that was kind of funny. We did not use the package photography, so we used the roots. So we were able to trade that out for a, it's a family portrait session in one of the parks. We ended up doing that earlier in the week in the animal kingdom. So that was nice. Oh, that's great. How many family members came to that? We actually it ended up just being the two of us. 
plus the friend of ours that couldn't come to the wedding was actually supposed to be the best man and ended up not being able to be there for the actual ceremony. So he came earlier in the week to see us and he ended up coming with us to the park so he could carry things. And he was in a few photos at the very end of the shoot just because we weren't going to have any photos with him. He was obviously supposed to be an important person in the wedding. So uh, it was really just the three of us sort of there, but that was fine. So we never actually ended up getting engagement photos. So it was almost like a little engagement photo session in the animal kingdom. So that was kind of fun. That's cool. How did you guys decide to use outside photography instead of the included photography? I am probably crazy about wedding photography and the fact that I didn't, I wouldn't know for sure who was going to be shooting our wedding until possibly like a couple days before or whatever, even if I put requests in was not going to be okay with me. So I already knew right away we were not going to be using their photographers. Some of them are, you know, really, really great. I just didn't like not knowing who it was going to be and being able to talk to them and discuss things um, way ahead of time. So I started researching people kind of really, really early. And I think one of the first decisions we made, like before we even actually picked our wedding date, was that we were going to use the roots just because I liked their work so much and their editing style so I just remember right away we were talking with them about what dates would work for them and we kind of came up with something that would work for all of us that's great can you give my listeners a basic timeline for how the day ran so I got up around 3 30 in the morning I don't know if I really needed to wake up that early I was doing my own hair and makeup because we only had, I was there, I had two girls there with me to be in the wedding party. And between the three of us, we decided there was no way we would ever meet any of the minimums that some of the people wanted to come out and do hair and makeup in the morning. So we decided we would just do our own. So I got up at 3.30 in the morning, was probably ready way earlier than I needed to be. I went over to my mom's room the roots arrived at 6.45 to start some getting ready photos. And then we took some photos outside. We had a first look and then took some photos around. Um, we were staying at Port Orleans Riverside. So some of the areas around outside there. And then we were taken to the wedding location um, at 7.50 a.m. They took us kind of backstage, and then we were able to take some photos around Epcot, kind of in Canada and then the UK as well there in the morning um, before other people arrived. And then the wedding ceremony went from 9 to 9.15 a.m. And then at 9.15, they had the, we had the cake and cider celebration and they kind of took some family photos. At 10 a.m., everybody else, all the guests were taken back to the hotel. And we took some more photos around Canada and in the garden until around 10.45 when we went back to the room. And kind of people were able to change their clothes 
and do whatever they wanted to do. I think some people even took a quick nap before we, most of us, all went over to Disney Springs. And we actually had at 3 p.m. sort of a late lunch at T-Rex. And then after that, people had some more time to kind of do things that they wanted to do. And we all regrouped for a dessert party. We got together at 8.30 p.m. at Epcot's main entrance. And then we had our dessert party from 8.45 to 10 p.m. at Vikings Landing in Norway. That's fantastic. Do you have any dessert party menu recommendations, things that you really liked? Everybody really liked everything that we had. We actually went, we went with the Donald's Screen Show dessert menu, but we ended up not having the writer's carrot cake cookies or the trio of almond fanciers for allergy reasons. Enough people were allergic to something that would be in that, so we just didn't have them at all. But a lot of people really, really liked the Galactic Space Junk bread pudding. was a really, really big hit. So everybody really liked that, and it came with Halloween ice cream. I think that might have been everyone's favorite. But the Dark Side chocolate peanut butter cupcakes were also really, really good. But I I think most people tried almost everything on the menu and they were really, really impressed with everything on it. So I think that those two obviously stick out to me. Those must have been my favorite too. (laughs) That's fantastic. And how did you like the Vikings Landing location? I know it has some overhanging trees that show up in the photos. Was it a good place to watch, did you guys think? It was a good place to watch because we had kind of a smaller group. We had 16 people, including us there. There are only so many places they'll offer you. So when we were talking about adding it originally, they said that we could have Vikings Landing or Canada and Canada looks like it has more trees even. So we ended up going with Vikings Landing and there were a few trees, but everyone could see really well because there aren't that many people there to get in each other's way. You can all kind of find a nice place to stand. And the trees really didn't get in our way at all. That's great. So when you were planning, what were the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Well, I probably already kind of said this when we started. I think photography was really one of the most important things to us. So we knew we were going to splurge there. And then a lot of the things that we chose to spend money on from there were kind of like things that we knew that we wanted, but also like, oh, this would look good in photos. You know, this would make an interesting photo. So we ended up spending kind of a lot of money on sort of the way we wanted things to look in the pictures because we didn't end up going with any videography so really the photos were what we were going to have plus you know my my husband would probably tell you he thought I was probably almost as excited about having the roots there to photograph us as I was about getting married in general (laughs) um I was really hoping to kind of end up with some really nice pictures which we did we we added the dessert party that's something else we really really wanted to do so 
think those were the two things where we were like, you know what, we're going to go ahead and spend some money here and do it because they were two of the things we really wanted to do. Got it. And then were there aspects that were less important where you saved your money or you just saved your effort? Since I made all the personal forum, we definitely saved some money there. I would not say that I saved effort there because <laughs> that took a lot of hours to do, but they turned out really nice. So I was glad that I did it. We definitely saved some money there. We saved money in general on decorations because Canada is such a pretty venue anyway. Um, it really didn't need a lot of decorations. So even just having the included like flower petals down the aisle, along just with the general scenery that's already there, and the weather is so nice in the morning in Florida for the most part. You don't it doesn't usually rain at the time they have the ceremonies there in the parks. So that ended up being really nice. But yeah, we saved money on on decorations for sure. That and we kind of had a split hotel stay and of course Port Orleans Riverside is a it's a nice hotel but it's not one of the most expensive we decided we weren't going to stay in a very very expensive hotel so it just wasn't super important to us but we spent half of our vacation there at Pop Century so we ended up saving some money that way but they have done some renovations at Pop Century recently and it was actually really really nice the actual rooms were probably almost just as nice as our Port Orleans Riverside Room. Interesting. Okay, great. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? My favorite memory was probably when we were taking photos after everyone else left and we were kind of taking those, you know, just married pictures with just the two of us and the roots. That was probably my favorite part of the day that about an hour that we had there, just the two of us, and well, the roots were there, of course, but they're really, really fun. So it was, it was just, that was really nice. <laughs> and did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? We had probably a short list of things that went wrong, but nothing to, no, nothing that like ruined the day. I had added some paper lanterns that were supposed to be colored to be on the railing that's behind us at the venue. And I think probably less than five minutes before I was supposed to walk, my planner walked over and basically was like, I'm going to show you something. And she said, we used your lanterns for a, a function, you know, last night. And I guess people took them. So they weren't there anymore and they couldn't get more in time. So they had replaced them with these white paper lanterns. The colored ones were circular and these were kind of like cylindrical paper lanterns. I think because we had actually, our wedding was at the end of the week, sort of it was on Thursday and we had already been there for the whole week prior to that. I was probably so tired and just so ready for things to just happen to me that day. I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, you know, these don't look completely unlike something from Tangled and we like Tangled, so this is fine. So that happened. 
I didn't realize until probably 9.30 at night, the night before the wedding, that I had left the cake topper at home. (sighs) But we had bought... So then at that point, we're going, oh, no, what are we going to use? And it had been a Doctor Who cake topper. So now we're going, okay, well, what could we find in Disney that would be okay for us to use at this point? So I had people out at night looking for something. (laughs) I felt so bad. Um, My mom ended up finding this place that that had um, Peter Pan and Wendy in it. So I sent her out with instructions, like, First choice, Peter Pan and Wendy. Second choice, Lynn and Rapunzel. So (laughs) they ended up finding Peter Pan and Wendy, which I was really impressed with because it's an older thing. There really isn't that much there in the way of stuff from that movie. So we had them for the cake topper. And that ended up being just fine. The roots actually showed up and we were like, oh my gosh, you guys look like real life Peter Pan and Wendy. So we were like, yeah, we meant to do this. Although <laughs> it ended up making it look like our, our theme didn't make any sense. It kind of looked like we tried to pack as many themes as possible into one wedding by the end of the day. But I don't think anybody anybody really cared. And <laughs> also my bouquet that I, I had sent all the bouquets in the mail. And I think I paid like 70 some dollars to have them mailed. And mine, of, of all the three that went, mine was the one that showed up smashed. <gasps> oh, no. So, like, the night before the wedding, I'm, like, trying not to cry and putting my bouquet back together. And it ended up looking just fine. It was totally okay. But <laughs> it kind of seemed like the end of the world when I was doing it. But... <laughs> <laughs> it was it was totally fine. I think those are the main ones that stick out. Wow. Okay. So then, was there anything that seemed like a big deal before the wedding that you were stressed out about, and then it turned out not to be a big deal? I think probably like everybody else during an escape wedding, was worried that there was no rehearsal. So I kept thinking, like, oh, how is the timing going to work? How is the timing going to work? But it ended up not being a big deal at all. And I think that actually has a lot to do with the fact that we had chosen the words because they're really familiar with how the day runs. And to be honest, they, I mean, our planner was helpful, but they probably could have gotten us everywhere we needed to go on time just as well as the planner could have. It seemed like they knew exactly what was going on. So they're like very good about packing in all the pictures we could get in 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 this time frame, but now it's time to go here in this time frame, and now it's time to go here. So they, like, always had us where we were supposed to be (laughs) somehow, so we didn't have to worry about it. That's great. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? I think mostly just not to sweat the small stuff, because obviously I had, like, a, a short laundry list of things that went wrong and really in the big scheme of things like nobody knew that anything wrong had happened if you didn't know so unless you were like my mother or something you you probably didn't know that anything was going wrong Disney you know does these weddings all the time so they kind of will be able to make sure everything goes well and if something doesn't go the way it should they are pretty good about making it right. Also, I personally feel like if you can afford to have an outside photographer, I would really go with somebody that you really, really want. So that's what we did, and we were really, really happy with it. 
like I said, it, our, ours were even able to practically handhold us through the whole schedule of <laughs> all the timing things. So that was really, really helpful. I think it made the day a whole lot easier. That's fantastic. Well, Bethany, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone interested in an escape event at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thanks for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>